Time's up! It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! This is They Came to Play. My name is Limo. Welcome, Tess Armstrong and Danny McGinley. Hello. Hello. This is your AFL podcast with all the AFL news from the weekend. You don't need to have watched a single game because we're going to cover it all for you over the next hour or so. But if you if you want to watch any game, I recommend Dogs Cats. I recommend <laughs> Tigers Swans from Thursday night. It's yeah, great. I recommend Melbourne St Kilda. <laughs> <laughs> that was a ripper. Folks, this is my first episode of They Came to Play where the dogs have won. This is very is it? exciting. Oh, yeah, wow. it's, been a, it's been a rough Congratulations. Few weeks. It just feels great. It's very exciting. That was so great. We'll get to that game. Uh, that we was a will, cracker. We will get to that. And the state of the game, I mean, the AFL, what an appalling state it's in. We need to change a whole bunch of rules. We do. Because mm-hmm. these games, they're barely entertaining, are they? <laughs> i tell you what, a good weekend for grassroots footy. Where they give out two hundred and fifty bucks for every goal scored. Oh yeah, they oh. really chose the perfect weekend because what a brilliant, high-scoring, exciting weekend of football. Tipsters' nightmare. Can I just say two from three yesterday for Tess Armstrong because I tipped the Lions and I tipped the Saints. You tipped the Lions? I did. Yes. I don't, yeah, I did. Someone else in my family tipped the Lions. Wow. My four-year-old. Yeah, right. Okay. He just picks them randomly, and he got all of them right, except uh, he actually picked the Hawks. Oh, that was his only flaw this that week. That goose. Well, <laughs> Tess, you're officially a genius. Thank you. What made I've you always tip, thought. What made you tip the Lions? I've always thought, I've thought for a number of weeks, and this sounds like I'm a psychopath, but I'm not, but the, the, the Lions were building, and yeah. they play very well when they're on the road because they're a young group that are having a lot of fun together. They had a few wins last year that were random. You know, they beat the Bombers when the Bombers were trundling towards yeah. the finals. And yeah. they had a few weeks where I really bought in and I don't buy into Frio. I don't think Frio are quite there yet. And yeah. um, Frio were amazing, you know, against the Blues a couple of weeks ago and all of those things. But I just yeah. think the Frio are playing a lot of youth. They're a bit up and down. And I thought this was going to be a down and the Lions were going to be an up. And, uh, and, well, and I'll tell you what, you're absolutely right. I didn't foresee, and I'm sorry to say, I didn't foresee Sandy and Fife going down. That probably helped my tips. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot you can Ugh. do when your two best players and the two players that your entire game plan is probably set up around, you know, Sandy taps to five and away they go. Yeah. And when yeah. that's taken away, that's unfortunate. But. It is a little hard to uh, to make up for that. They had one two in a row, though, and people were thinking, oh, not, not you, though. Not on that. You I liked tipped against phrase. them. I had Nat Fife as captain of my super coach team. Oh. I, thought, I thought stroke a genius. At home against Brisbane, yeah, free are on a roll, yep, and then I think I ended up with about ten super coach points. <laughs> you mozzed him. Oh, just good. after you, you said you didn't make any changes to your super coach throughout all the bye weeks. This I, was supposed to be a big return. I know I make a change and <laughs> I get struck down by oh. injury. <laughs> oh. The Lions were really fun though. They're going to be an awesome team to watch. Going forward, and you have players like Jared Berry, who everyone's like, Whoop. and he's a lovely man, great story, mm. playing super well. So it's exciting. The I big do. O. I'm a big fan. I, I love Chris Fagan and Luke Hodge, of course. Yes. So I like seeing those two do well. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. None, none of the others. None of the others. <laughs> couldn't couldn't give I a stuff about the rest. Really? No Dane Zorko? No. They're the best team on paper. They are. <laughs> I mean, it's a very strong name, and I like that about Huber him. Cluggage. Oh, that again. As what you, a well, name. Danny, I know you're big on this, about the oh, yeah. names of the Brisbane players. They're the, they're the most fun. <laughs> and I just I want my commentary brethren to be able to say those names in excited ways. Yeah, never, I, <laughs> that's my Cluggage! Yes! Uh, so, a massive win there uh, for Brisbane, though. What about... The other upset yesterday, well, there were three upsets yesterday. Mm. Oh, that you tipped two out of three, yeah, so of course, not upsets for you. Uh, but Essendon over North Melbourne, 125 to 108. Fantastic <laughs> Jake stuff. Jake Stringer is back to his best. He All just, right. Is uh, he back to his Bulldogs best? Uh, yeah, but he's, he's doing things differently. Like, he was always a bit of a goal sneak. And, uh, mm-hmm. we, you know, we, we'd call him Jake the Lair, meaning, uh, you know, it's a bit of a cheeky, always always in there. But he was banging set shots from outside 50. He never did that he, for us. Yeah, he was. That was so fun to listen to. We, the ABC commentary team, they couldn't believe it. Parko was going berserk. He was mm. so happy. At the end, it was like his wedding day. He was so thrilled at the end. He just thought, footy's back. This is fantastic. What did you do? Did the coaches let you play like that? And it was just really fun. And also a big, uh, yeah, in the face of the footy's, footy's dead and the game's terrible kind yeah. of conversation. Oh, it was fantastic. And a great result for Hawthorne, if and I can say that, because <laughs> it keeps us in touch with North Melbourne and Melbourne, those two results from oh, yesterday. It's disappointing for North Melbourne, and it's also disappointing after the week before where they only just really beat the Dogs. Sorry, Danny, but that's not a good couple <laughs> no, of weeks I was aware for North of it. Melbourne. I was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Particularly because every team is getting mossed. Every team that's a yeah. premiership-like, except for Richmond, but yeah. Jake mm. Nile did write an article called... Um, Richmond, dot, 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 and then Daylight. So expect a huge uh, defeat at the MCG, I'm sure, to Adelaide on the weekend because that that's what happens. Yeah. But um, can I talk about one Jake Stringer incident? You can. An incident. Mm. Um, one, just one of the Jake Stringer <laughs> incidents. Take your pick. <laughs> yes. So yesterday he gets a shot. He looks up at the clock and then ices the shot clock, right? Mm-hmm. He looks up and, you know, moses mm. around, takes his man. time. Cheeky bugger. Now, everybody said, oh, that's no good. It's not very sportsmanlike. But we honestly had this same conversation. Either It was like last year or the year before. North Melbourne played St Kilda at the Docklands. It was very tight. Mason Wood got a, goal, like, got a sh- chance for goal yep. at the end, and he waited it out, right? He iced mm-hmm. the clock so that they could win the game. And Luke Dunstan from St Kilda cried. I remember it really vividly, oh. right? It was a brutal time that I remember. And I remember thinking, that's awful. That's a bad look if he does look up and ice the clock. And the AFL took it off the screen. And they said, right, we won't show the last, you know, 20 seconds. We'll only show the first 10 seconds and you have to count, which puts a lot of pressure on footballers. But um, <laughs> how did it end up? Count backwards as well from 20. <laughs> One, two, nine, two. Ah, sit, oh, God. Oh, that up. four, three. No, no, that was her phone number. Oh, are no. We, are we going to start seeing footballers take their boots and socks off so they can count <laughs> fingers and toes before the set shot? Did you I'm ever play with? Sure. Did you ever play with that kid who took his uh, who took his shoe off to have his set shots? No. Did you ever, maybe no. that was just at my, there was a few kids around my club who would take their their shoe and sometimes their sock off as well, especially if they were going to do a barrel. They just so what? They what? felt what? they kicked better barefoot. With be- really, I've got bony feet. So it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I was ever better in barefoot. I would love to see an AFL player do that. Though. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, awesome. it, imagine if that was part of a routine for a key forward. Man, brilliant. Every time Ben Brown lines up, <laughs> off comes the boot and the sock. 
And away he goes. I just wanted to mention one thing from our commentary team yesterday. So Basher Hooley made his commentary debut. Oh, yes. And he got the Essendon North game. So it's a pretty fun one to debut with. But yep. he also was introduced to a very um, special club, which is the Commentators Curse Club. Oh, straight away. Kicks to Brown inside the 50 on a long lead. Brown takes the mark. He's 40 out. He's running back towards Burke Road. <laughs> well, at least Flinders Street is past the halfway, mate. <laughs> Crucial kick, this one, guys. I think I think I'll back him. He's uh, he's done it more than often. Ben Brown, North spearhead. He has pushed that hard right. Basher Hawley, welcome to the club. On debut in expert commentary, and the commentator curse has scored on that kick. Oh, that is brilliant. Uh, well done. Welcome aboard. Yeah, it was. It, it just felt inevitable once he'd oh. given Ben Brown the pump up. That, that was going to happen. What an yeah. interesting pump up. He's done it more than often. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's done it more than often this year. It's, it's, a, it's just a fact, Danny. He's, he's having uh, a very strong season. Yeah, poor old North. But anyway. Yeah, I actually, uh, I, I, I don't know if we can promote this on 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 our show, but uh, I get I won money on Essendon. I don't I don't put a bet on much, but I was at the pub with my <laughs> wow. Essendon supporting mate, yes. and the, the bombers were getting up, and he was getting excited. I'm like, I want to get excited about this, <laughs> so I put a put five dollars on it, and oh, uh, and say, go. I'm just saying, guys, if you want you know half a sandwich, I can afford that right <laughs> if, now. <laughs> if you want to share a seven dollars fifty, uh, I'm your man, uh, Danny McGinley, gambling responsibly. That's of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, the other upset yesterday, uh, St Kilda over Melbourne. I mean, when did St Kilda decide that they could play footy? Tipped them. It's been building. Oh, so oh, once again, yes. like the psychopath. Lions, I am a psychopath from a St Kilda family, so I have a, a strong affinity. Yeah. That's what mm. I think it was. Against the Tigers at the G a couple of weeks ago, they weren't terrible, right? They they took us on. <laughs> they nearly... They That's kind their of marketing slogan. Of, <laughs> St Kilda, we're not, not terrible. terrible. <laughs> they... Gave us a bit of a fright at the G. They didn't win, you know, good result. But then against the, <laughs> against the Gold Coast, that was an amazing finish. And then they had the week yeah. off. And they talked about, Jaron Geary talked about the fact that they went away uh, around that Gold Coast game as a team and talked about what they what they want to get back to, what footy they want to be playing, yep. who they think they are, all of those things. They had a real a coming together moment of that of that playing group. Ooh. And it's probably, you know, when they're going to sack your coach and everybody thinks you're terrible, it's probably... Slightly motivating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Melbourne, Melbourne just gets spooked. They got spooked at the end of last year when they had it, when they already sent out the flyers about the finals. They get spooked. And when everybody talks about them, they don't rise So we to should the do the demon supporting uh, fans of this show a favour and not Never, mention them ever, again. ever talk about them. Okay. I, th- I think they'll definitely win the flag this year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm prepared to give them a pump up. You know, the last game Melbourne won was on the 2nd of June. Oh, right. So it's more than a month ago now that they actually won a game of footy. And I am deeply concerned, Tess, like you, that they are drifting, drifting, (laughs) drifting. And I think they might be caught in a rip at the moment. And the next time we look at them, they'll be uh, out near the horizon. And they started the year not well. They didn't start the year well. Everybody Mm. said, oh, the pre-season drama with the non-camp has really left them. And then they came good for a patch. Now they've gone back down for a patch. And so maybe they're coming back up. And so maybe that's a positive for the Melbourne fans. It's going to be a a roller coaster. Well, it was a roller coaster yesterday. I was, as I said, I was at the pub yesterday. I had my kids. uh, You know, there was a big group of us. All, all that. You know, at the pub with your kids betting. No, the kids kids weren't in the pub. They were in the the car in the car park. Were the kids putting bets on? I let my daughter press the button.
Uh, because I wasn't working yesterday, normally because uh, the Logies were on, we had filmed uh, Have You Been Paying Attention a Day Earlier? Oh, That's yeah. the show I work on behind the scenes. And uh, so we, we had, I got all of uh, a big group together at the pub where you can, you can have a couple of beers and you, it's all my mates who don't have kids and they get a bit excited with my kids. So they help out. You know, right. They'll, they'll mm. hold the one-year-old for, for 10 minutes while I can, <laughs> so I can have a grown-up conversation. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant afternoon. I love it. And, uh, and yeah, so I was watching the Saints-Demons game and at least four times I turned to over and went, Saints have won. And they go, oh, no, Demons have won. Demons won this. That's fine. No, no, <laughs> Saints have got this. Saints have got this. And it, 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 eventually I was right. Oh, my I'm calling it bit with five seconds to go. Was Andrew Mays, um, our commentator, calling Jack Stevens goal at the end and saying, he's kicked the sealer, he's kicked the winner, and then there were like still two or three yeah. goals. Like, after that, it was a crazy time. <laughs> no, just I love all the goals that we saw on the weekend. Oh, it was bad. It was some good quality uh, football. Let's move to uh, Saturday night and welcome uh, Mad Matt Clinch into the studio. Hello, Clinchy. Hello, Hi, guys. Great uh, to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Clinchy, what, what was your highlight of the weekend? It's so many to choose from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did that game yesterday. Uh, St Kilda and uh, Melbourne. That was good fun. Great yeah. to see the Saints back on the winner's list. Not sure where that leaves Melbourne, but... <laughs> How did you rate it as a game of footy? No, pretty average. Yeah. Oh, yeah, St really? Kilda were good. Melbourne were really disappointing. Now, I don't know whether that was the toll from the previous Friday night. Where that game against Port Adelaide was high quality. Mm. Yeah. Melbourne just couldn't defend at all against St Kilda. St Kilda pushed them wide. They, they didn't seem to have any energy and intent to work backwards and then to attack when they got their opportunities. And really, they, they rattled home in the last two minutes. But if they had have won that, that would have been a, a massive misjustice because St Kilda played better all day. And, yeah. and as... Test may mention when Maisie called Jackson, you felt like that that's it. Melbourne can't come back from that. Yeah. And with a bit of luck, they, they did kick a couple of goals on the trot, but they needed absolutely everything to go perfect for them with 30 seconds to go, and it just didn't. And it just didn't happen. Now, let's go to uh, Saturday night. Clinty, what did you make of the uh, Hawthorne GWS game? Yes, let's talk about were the this. Hawks, were the Hawks ripped off there? Uh, <laughs> the one we all want to talk about, yeah. hey, the match of the round. Yeah, I must be honest. Uh, I saw them first hand against the Gold Coast Suns the week before uh, in Launceston. Uh, they weren't much better. They, they played well enough against the Suns to get the win on that occasion, but they were a bit ordinary, weren't they? Without Jack Gunston, they, they yeah. just look like they're, they're the shell of a good side at the moment, unless they're... Their best players play well. They're they're a bit vulnerable. I, I know. I think the you know our bottom five are just struggling a little bit at the moment. And it's yeah. you know you can't you can't carry five footballers in AFL footy. Well, Tom Mitchell's trying to carry two. He's getting the possessions <laughs> of two players, so he's doing his part. The problem is is that he's not kicking the goals to go along with that. But uh, yeah. yeah, they love Jared Ruffhead to find a bit of form. Obviously, he's been through a phenomenal couple of years. So just yeah. to be back out playing footy, and and hopefully he will. Um, get better with another preseason under his belt, but he's not the player that he was beforehand. So uh, that's a bit of a challenge for Alistair Clarkson to try and find a way where they can, um, whether it is Tim O'Brien being that player that they desperately are hoping for him to be, or, or James mm. Sisley swings into attack from time to time. That or Tom Lynch. Mm. <laughs> yes. Well, Tom the, Lynch, Matt Clinch. The jungle drums are beating again this morning. The Herald Sun reporting that uh, he's sort of being pressed by the Suns to give an answer and it sounds like he's more likely to leave than he is to stay. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the Suns, the story as I read it is that the Suns assume he's gone. Mm. 
He's a... Uh... Do they think that maybe, you know how everyone was like, Dugowie's off to North, so much money, Dugowie re-signs with Collingwood. And it's like, Mark Murphy's going to Geelong, he's going to bounce his team, re-signs with Carlton. Are the Gold Coast trying to make that happen, to put pressure on him so he panically re-signs and then they've got him? Yeah, maybe. I think the narrative around Dugowie was always that he would probably sign with Collingwood unless it was an extraordinary offer. And in the end... He'd made his mind up, it sounds like, before that mm. deal had even come to the table. Good for Carlton that Mark Murphy stay. I think Tom Lynch, as, as captain of the club, you'd like to see him bunker down and, and mm. sort of fight it out for the Suns. But Or go to Hawthorne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you also look at the counter-argument and go, why should he? He's a young player who's reaching the peak of his career. He can't single-handedly lift no. them off. The um, off the canvas. No, he can't. And it's talk about Stephen May leaving as well. Which, and if Stephen May did leave, oh, that'd be three yeah. captains in twelve months oh. leaving that club. Oh, it would be That's hard to defend if players of that caliber left in consecutive years. There would be genuine questions as to what are they doing with the Gold Coast Suns and and what's their their long term possibilities. Yeah, and oh. they tried. They were desperate Saturday night to try and keep uh, Tom Lynch at the club because they really wheeled out the big guns. When at the uh, at the Gold Coast game at Metricon, uh, we saw this bloke. Net Demon. Yeah, he was there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, trust me, I was absolutely stunned when I saw Net Demon wearing a Gold Coast Sun scarf <laughs> is at that, Metricon. Is that the biggest uh, Hollywood uh, draw card for a team since Rob Lowe was given to Collingwood <laughs> in two thousand and two? Right, can you remember? I, I thought I was sure, Daddy, you were going to say that was the best born identity. No one will find him on the Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be there for months. He's maybe he was filming. He was filming as we as we were watching him. Another couple of weeks, Stuart Jewell pick him. <laughs> they can play in the back pocket. I tell you what, they could use Jason Bourne. I reckon he'd run a pretty hard tag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So um, I don't know that. Uh, uh, what's his name again? I don't know that he's going to get Tom Lynch over the line. So it might be bye bye Tom Lynch. Where do you reckon if you had to put money on it, Clinchy? Where will he end up? Uh, Hawthorne, Richmond, or Collingwood? Oh, great! Mm. I'm so happy for those clubs to be getting yeah, Tom Lynch. Yeah. I don't think any uh, one of them's my town. I don't think we deserve that. Yeah. I want him to stay. I want all captains to stay. I'm yeah. with Bob Murphy and, on that one. I think that if you're the captain, you have an obligation to stay. He should go to a or club give up the captaincy that really needs him. A struggling club that absolutely needs some hope, like Gold Coast. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be a perfect fit there. Uh, now, what about Collingwood, uh, Clinchy? They're sitting second on the ladder. Second yeah. on the ladder. Do you think that is reflective of how good they are in amongst the eighteen teams, or have they just had a bit of an easy run? Oh, no, I think it's reflective of how well no! they're playing at the moment. Nineteen seventy-seven, the last time Richmond and Collingwood were one and two. Yeah. Uh, Great just... memories. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glory days. Oh. Who won the flag that year? That's good. It's a good sign for North Melbourne fans if you're in the home. Just having a look at the Magpies draw. So they've got Essendon this week, then the West Coast Eagles. All of a sudden, uh, the Eagles aren't quite as uh, yeah. dominant as what they were. North Melbourne. And then Richmond, Sydney is going to be their big test. So about three weeks away, uh, you feel like we'll get a real um, indication as to how good Collingwood are. But for the moment, they don't have too many injuries. That being said, the injuries they do have, they've managed to cover reasonably well without Jamie Elliott and Darcy Moore and those sort of guys. So I think Nathan Buckley's done a great job in trying to find that next layer of young players coming it's through the, and just giving them opportunity. Jaden Stevenson looks a star in his first year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the beard, isn't it? It's probably it's, the beard. It's his beard it of awesomeness. The buckly, yeah. Yeah, the next layer of facial hair has helped him find the next layer. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've been saying that Collingwood have actually been really 
ruining their brand by being likeable and yeah, uh, yeah, fun yeah. to watch. Um, yeah. But hey, second of the ladder, that's that's a bit too far, boys. <laughs> You've taken right. it too far. Yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. come on. Which that joke's over, Fair guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get back to where you belong. Okay. Hey, what's happened to the West Coast Eagles, Clinchy? They've yeah. fallen in a hole. Yeah, they have. Um, serious questions about them now, having lost three without Kennedy, Darling, and Lacroix. Um, mm. I actually thought they beat Adelaide when they mm. were well in front at three-quarter time. I yeah. thought, right, this is probably done and dusted. But the Crows found a way to fight their way back. Um, Adam Simpson saying that he doesn't feel like it's a lot of areas where they're letting themselves down, but there is a considerable amount of work that has to be done. So yeah. I'm not sure. That happened quite a, a number of times last season too, where they were in a good position at three-quarter time and then fell to pieces in the fourth quarter. So they obviously haven't worked on – well, they obviously have worked on that, but mm. haven't fixed that problem. I, I think they've got such a great record over in the West. Mm. That they'll, they'll still be hard to beat there. So you imagine they'll they'll make the eight, but the next couple of weeks are going to shape as to how um, challenging they will be in terms of top four. Do all clubs mm. need to go through a little bad patch in order to kind of uh, bring bring themselves together to have a good run for the finals? I know you know, everything, mm. of course, I, I relate back to the dogs in 2016. We lost to Geelong mm. and St Kilda. We had terrible injuries. But your bad patch went for 62 years. <laughs> I mean, it was... Once again, you took were way too far. You were well truly <laughs> due. Richmond last year, they, you, you had all those close losses. Yeah, we and did. We, you, you lost yeah, to Swans did. after being 42 points up at halftime. Good memories. Is this, is this the the bad patch that the Ds and, and the Eagles needed to have? I think it's too long a season to not have little patches where you fall in and out of form. And teams do work out how to play against you. I think we're seeing that a bit with Melbourne at the moment. They had six games in a row where they, they got on fire and looked red hot. They were scoring phenomenal scores. And then St Kilda and Collingwood seem to work out how to play them a little bit better over the last couple of weeks. So there are genuine questions. Jake Lever is just one player, but their their defence looks a little bit shaky mm. without him. And so the likes of Richmond and Geelong and Sydney, they'd be rubbing their hands together thinking that if we can get Melbourne where we're moving the ball in quickly enough, their, their defence is going to be under enormous pressure. So I'm, I'm more talking about it. If, these, if your club doesn't have a bad patch, you, you're doomed. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is, can you get Tess Armstrong to panic? <laughs> <laughs> well, Richmond may be um, you know, the anomaly to that. I don't know. They seem to be the team that are just continuing you know to play I'm, good footy. You know how I'm a real uh, doomsdayer? I, I'm a terrible watcher of football because I think we're going to lose every game. And I looked at our run, you know, ahead, and I was like, Adelaide at the G, loss. Like, I just <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, we'll definitely miss out on that one. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I'm just trying to arrest my expectations because I'm not used to being in this situation, and so it's all very you'll, fine. You'll be fine with Adelaide because you've got the club song. We've got the club song as soon as it comes start, on. When the players are out on the green, as soon as you play the Richmond song, the Crows around. players will start diving under chairs, <laughs> uh, hiding behind the fence. Slapping their heads. Slapping their own heads. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be yeah. great. Waterboarding each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blindfolded. <laughs> Maybe if they play blindfolded, but our song plays the whole time. I think so far this year it's the Crows fans that would enjoy the blindfold. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, get the Tigers fans, uh, if you go to the game on, is it Friday night? Yeah. Uh, just be singing the song all the way through. Treat it like a soccer soccer match. As long as they play our old song. I'm still un- very unhappy with the choice that they're playing the re-recorded version of our uh, song. What's so. the difference again? Oh, Risking well, head and shin, no, skin. Yeah, sure. But sure. 
there was a slight mispronunciation of shin and it's, it sounded like it said skin in right. the uh, version that has been out, that is our yeah. actual version. Right. And so they wanted to change that, but rather than just fix that one word, they re-recorded the whole thing and it's faster and uh, it's tinnier uh, and it's not the same. Uh, it's not our premiership song, mm. so fix it because that's my omen. That's what I think will fall down. Yeah, well, the, I, the fact that the song is sounding a bit tinny. If they make it to the finals. <laughs> I would I would they, love Damien Harbick to say that at a post-match. So presser. would I. I'm waiting every <laughs> Everything day. Everything was perfect today. It was that bloody song. The song at the Let end, you go, down. oh, this is so amazing. We won <laughs> Friday, Thursday night, so many good memories. And then at the end, you just hear that hollow song. And you just think, ugh. It's not the same. It's not just, a bad tactic. Like you could imagine Kevin Sheedy doing, couldn't you? But maybe yeah. not Damien Hardwick. That if Dusty Martin had a misdemeanor off field, just all of a sudden start to address the big issues like the team song. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Good distractor. Hey, now what about the Crows? It was a good win from them. It was. Over the Eagles. Uh, and Tex Walker stood up when he yeah. had to. Crouch, great. Sauce Jacobs, Sloan, great. handy in your team. Sloan, handy. It's almost like having players that aren't injured is beneficial to a club. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. And maybe they've done their patch at a really appropriate time because if they now get everybody back and they start to win, they'll be quite fresh towards the end of the finals, Mm -hmm. you know, if they make it. And because all the right teams lost on the weekend, it means that Essendon and the Crows are now only a game out of the eight. Yeah. Essendon are the big winners because uh, a bit similar to the Bulldogs. The last couple of weeks you look at their form and go, well, where's that been? Mm. Like if the Bombers can get on a run, that that first half Mm. against North Melbourne was, um, yeah, that was red hot. So... uh, if they bring that intent, that, they'll challenge most sides. Adelaide, they had some key players missing. Rory Sloan, Rory Laird come back in. When they get yeah. Mitch McGovern back, the, the pieces will start to fall into place for the Crows. The question is, is, will they be too far back? But as you touched on, the results from the weekend certainly help their case. Yeah, only a game out of the eight. I'll tell you who I'm liking the look of at the moment. That's the power. Yes. Yeah. So good. Yep. <laughs> Gee, they are travelling very nicely. Oh, and they're fun to watch. They are fun to watch. I like a lot of their players. Saturday was like my dream game because it was Carlton, long-sleeved aficionados versus Port, also long-sleeved <laughs> aficionados. On a cold day. <laughs> On a cold day at the G, playing against one another. Close game. It was awesome. Tess, can you're a long-sleeve aficionado. Mm. Uh, Cade Simpson, of his 300 games, how many have been in the long-sleeve? Do you know? Ooh. I'm going to have to put that to Sir Swamp. <laughs> I'm going to find out. Yeah. And he's the, the godfather of long sleeves at the moment. Oh, yeah. And he the grandfather. So you know, Swamp he's is on. the godfather of long sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> we should tell people who So Swamp is. We talk about him off air. He's and a statistical guru. He's, he's a, a genius. legend. I he's thought a... he was on the podcast today. Uh, next week. Next week. Him. This is how you get me to come in each week. He's going to be on next week. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming. Matt Damon's coming. He is <laughs> at, uh, yeah. He's at Sir Swamp Thing on Twitter and... Comes up with some glorious stats yeah. uh, across most games. What about uh, Friday night? Yes. That was a belt. Danny McGinley. Let's talk about that. Let's get Go, excited. Danny. Let's talk about that. Uh, we hadn't beaten Geelong in 10 years. Uh, I found out a stat on um, on Friday night when I got mm. to the game from a Geelong fan of uh, Geelong hadn't won the first game after the bye for mm-hmm. seven years. Seven years. Still yeah. haven't. Still yeah. haven't. So, one, so a hoodoo was going to be broken. That night, and I, we just came out. We came out snarling, like in the song. Uh, and what? you were great. And I, it's that that I enjoyed from Friday night. Only two Bulldogs players had beaten out of the starting twenty-two had beaten Geelong wearing a Bulldogs guernsey. Oh god! Now, all right, I got. Let, let me try oh, to do this. Okay. Uh, who that that played? Uh, so that Dale, played. Dale Morris would have been one. I I don't know. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I don't know the answer. <laughs> 
is the worst I'm quiz ga- ever. I'm, I'm guessing Dale Morris. Well, it'd have been ten years. So yeah. So Dale Morris was. So who's <laughs> who? Who was the other old player that was out there? Uh, was Liam Pickin wasn't playing? Um, who was another Wood. old player? You Eastern Wood wasn't playing. Yeah, we don't have many. Uh, uh, Scott West. It was Scotty West. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, hang on. But in a Bulldogs jumper, so that implies that it was someone who used to play for a different club who now plays for the Bulldogs. No, no, they were wearing a Bulldogs. Only two players wearing a Bulldogs Guernsey beaten Geelong. Oh. Yeah, because, uh, like, Trangrove would have wrong. would have beaten them with Port yeah, okay. last yep. year. And Suckling, although Suckling was a late withdrawal, wasn't yeah, it? No, and su- yeah, so, oh, oh, man, how sad for Ling Jong. Yeah, I know. Um, Suckling oh. injures him, you know, get, well, pulls out in the, um, in the warm-up. Ling Jong gets called down from the stands as an emergency. They didn't even have his jumper. Mm. He had to wear Shane Biggs number 24. It's not a great sign, is it? That they think you might be a small chance to play. Mate, we don't have your jumper. Just wear a 24. No, just wear whatever. You don't even need a number. Well, when when you are the only Asian on the field, you can, you can, like, it's not crucial. It's like, oh, is that that Ling Jong or is that Shane Biggs? I just can't tell. They 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 look quite different. Borrow one from a fan in the crowd. Well, yeah. I'd love that. There'd be a few of those. Who's got a Ling Jong number? A topless player walking around the boundary (laughs) yelling, anyone got my number? (laughs) (laughs) This child has it. Make it work. It wouldn't take Buddy Franklin long, but there are other players that might be doing a couple of laps before they. Dusty and Buddy are sorted for jumpers. I think because Jong wears forty six, you don't see too many of those. He would have to get someone who's got a Bontempelli number four and a Luke Dalhouse number six and sew them together. That'd be good. Children, if you could find two children, then you could sew them together to make an adult four six. Yeah, good. But there, he's. He, I mean, he injured the the collarbone, and and famously, he he injured that. He, he dislocated his shoulder week one of the twenty sixteen finals. Mm. Came back and played in the VFL grand final. Was best on ground after he'd strapped up the wrong shoulder oh. to mislead the the Casey oh. Scorpions players. Still didn't get into the grand final. It's yeah. one of the it's one of the most heartbreaking stories of twenty sixteen. Mm. It is indeed. Uh, well, maybe you'll just check in the letter. Oh no, you won't this year, Danny. Oh. <laughs> uh, but that was a good hey, win anyway. Hey, hey. I have. I'm very excited that <laughs> AFL.com.au have now got the ladder predictor up. I I know. I oh, played gosh. round last uh, last night, yeah, and well. I I did a thing just just for the just for the show, where I made uh, Richmond and Hawthorne lose all of their games, yeah. <laughs> and and Footscray win all of their games. And this is the ladder. This is if everything goes right for the Bulldogs okay. and wrong for your team. Uh, what do you got? Good. Number one, Sydney. Yeah. Oh. Number two, Port. Number three, West Coast. Number four, Collingwood. Number five, dogs. That's as good as we can get. Oh, you can finish fifth. Aren't but you can win the premiership from there. The oh, yeah, t- totally can. Then mm. uh, Melbourne North and GWS. So round one Where- of the finals, we play GWS in Melbourne. Where are Hawthorne on that ladder? Uh, I only screenshot it up to ten. Richmond, if they lose all their games, drop to tenth. Oh, not ninth. Mm. That's yeah. nice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice change. Right. Thank you for that. Th- uh, thank you, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can play as well. Uh, so and a good, to us. good win for the Tigers on Thursday night, of course. You know. Test the highlight of the game for me. Two highlights. Yep, One, go. the boys getting around Reese Conker. Beautiful. Uh, also, was very cursed. nice. Lin Jung as well and Reese Conker, both fraught with injuries for their whole career. Mm-hmm. Reese Conker has his family over from WA playing his milestone game. It's taken him ages to get there. It's injured straight away. In a buddy tackle as well. It's such a brutal way it. to go. But it was great to see all the, yeah, I know. Great to see all the players get around there. Beautiful. Although I did wonder, did, were the players all just having a drag on the blue whistle? Is that why they all <laughs> ran over there really, it's <laughs> really quickly? It's a successful season. <laughs> and uh, what was Dan Rioli doing with a little kiss on the top of the head? A little kiss on the head. head. Oh, I loved that. It was beautiful. That made me cry. Well, the whole thing made me cry. It made me happy because if you've read the book, the Conrad Marshall book um, about our premiership last year, a lot of stuff that you see happen at Richmond doesn't surprise Richmond fans because they 
they are a really bonded, mm. lovely group who seem to be getting along very well. Shut up. You know, you know, so nice. That, Steve, that doesn't surprise you. You know when all the players adopted orphan kittens? You know, that, that moment. <laughs> yeah, that didn't, didn't su- surprise that me. That didn't surprise me at all. When the entire playing group left training to help an old lady across Pump Road, <laughs> I mean, that did not surprise me one little bit because that's just... <laughs> when it's a little kid uh, fell over and scraped his knee and they all donated blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because of Trent Cochin. It's He's just... our captain, official nice man. Flows official through, nice yeah, man. You you do, yeah, in the out? rankings, in the player ratings, yeah, he's no, number he's one good. of nice men. <laughs> so yeah, that was a lovely moment. Uh, and the other one was uh, Jack Higgins at the beginning of the third quarter, uh, telling a joke to the entire oh, yeah. playing group. <laughs> It was hilarious. Dustin Martin was still laughing halfway through the third quarter. It I don't was think glorious. I've ever seen Dustin laugh. Like, I've seen him have a wry smile every now and then, but he was giggling. It, it was, was great. It was quality, because that's normally where the captain gives the, tries to give the team a little rev up. Here's Jack Higgins uh, explaining it all to Fox Footy post-game. Yeah, uh, firstly, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, secondly, I say um, something pretty funny at halftime, just to lighten the mood, but probably wouldn't be appropriate if I told you guys right here. Uh, well, I actually started a Dreamtime game. And it just, ca- just carried on. Coach has given me the ropes, so I'll, t- I'll take it if he wants me to have it. But if he <laughs> wants to take me off it, I'll be more than happy to let him have it. Not weekly joke, but it sort of has something to do. Like, we played um, Essendon, so like Tullamarine. We played Sydney, so like the Harbour Bridge, just something like that. Something yeah, funny like it. that. So I normally start on the bench. I normally just think of it, think of something then. That's so funny. I do, I, something funny like that. I'm so intrigued by it. I, I want to know more about oh, Jack Higgins and his jokes. It's probably best we don't, though. Like, he says, you know, oh, it's probably not appropriate for you to have it. I mean, his joke writer is Barry Hall, so it's <laughs> oh, probably not going to be that. Danny McGinn's too soon, mate. <laughs> too, sorry. It's too soon. Also in that Fox Footy interview, Paul Ruse said to him, uh, he said something like, "Is it the?" He spoke about defensive pressure and rants on Barty. And he says, "Does yeah, that yeah. give you more freedom when you move up forward?" And Jack Egan's quite unashamedly goes, "I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I just go out and play footy." <laughs> I've never seen a group of uh, men so confronted by the idea of people having fun. Like they were just yeah, yeah. offended at the idea that they weren't taking it seriously. And then they were like, "Oh, okay. Oh, hang on, you're having fun." And then they asked Trent Cochin, like. Oh, you let him have the halftime address, and Trent Cotton's like, "Yeah, we're really lucky to play this game. It's just a game. Like, mm. and if he can, if it works and it makes us feel good, then we're going to do it." Yeah, why, why wouldn't you? Hey, tell me, see, as soon as the Bulldogs stop mm. with the banners, yes. the funny banners, yes. Yes. they've gone downhill. Yes, yeah. If you're That's not having true. fun, do you mm. think was there something to do with the banner that you think might have explained Lemo's team's loss on the weekend? Yes, one hundred percent. I've got to say, the the banners this week were pretty bad. We're in a rut here. Lackluster after. Some really good stuff. All right, let me <laughs> let me read to you the uh, the the Hawks banner against the Giants. I'm going to read it to you in the parameters of the lines. Mm. Uh, a giant task some may say out the Hawks <laughs> will win the day. Oh. Sorry, Wait, but not out. Sorry, I misread that. But a uh, giant yeah, task uh, some. So I love this. You're mocking the banner. You can't even read it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> maybe if maybe if your kerning was good to have a proper font, Hawthorne. <laughs> But there was a few banners this Hang week. Hang on, what, so what did the Hawthorne banner say? Can you say it again? A giant task some may say, <laughs> but the Hawks will win the day. So it's a giant task some may say, but the Hawks will win the day. Yeah, but on weird lines of... <laughs> no, right. You are splitting hairs, mate. I mean... He is the banner man. Though. I know he's the banner man. So but let him have it. What, Clinchy, what do you think? Oh, well, you're, you're definitely hoping the players are not reading that, eh? <laughs> Absolutely. There was some... Ab- <laughs> you don't want to see players scratching their heads standing <laughs> in front of the banner going, hang on, if that's the Hawks may some... 
What? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it does look like someone just fell over with those, you know, those um, uh, magnets with words on it and you make your own poetry uh, uh, for the, yes. on your fridges. Looks like someone just tripped over carrying predictive a box text. of that. Yeah, and, a predictive uh, text novel. Yeah, autocorrect <laughs> went over. There was... Um, uh, I'm just actually trying to get my photos uh, loading up onto my phone of all the banners for this week. There were some absolute shockers. Uh, both St Kilda and Essendon rhymed back with black. Oh. Which is, back with black. As in yeah. the Bombers said, uh, we're here at Eddie Had. It's great to be back. Watch out, Kangas, for the mighty red and black. And St Kilda okay. said, we had a good break, now time to, uh, and now we're back, play with pride for the red, white and black. No, just play just... with pride, pride, mm-hmm. have a crack. Have a crack. There you go. Yeah. See, it's not hard. Um, GWS had, have a crack, kick a stack. There you go, these are good. Yeah, back in black. <laughs> Shake it off, ignore the noise, ground these hawks, it's our night, boys. 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 And the, the other the other one that was actually quite good, Carlton's one uh, for Cade Simpson. Uh, it, it's good, but uh, just a few too many words. Both both sides sounded like they were being played off at the end of the, the Oscars. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, for the first side, which had artwork of uh, like uh, Craig Bradley and uh, some of the big players. So it said the big 300, Bradley, Duel, Nickel, Silvani, Simpson, legend status, we love you, Simo. Probably could That's have just nice. left it at, at Simpson there. Yeah. But the other side uh, said, Our heart and soul defined. Cool in a crisis, forever reliant. Congrats on 300 games, Simo, the skinny kid who grew into a giant. It's oh, a bit God. of an was essay that, there. Was that over two pages? <laughs> it was, it was. They must have had some crepe paper cramps, for sure. <laughs> oh, I don't know how they do it at Carlton, but at the Bulldogs, it is all cut out by one lovely old lady called Jan, and her arthritis would have, her arms would have fallen off <laughs> if I did an essay like that. So they're the, uh, they're the games from the weekend. Now, we were trolled massively. Clinch, were you across this? We got trolled last week. I was not. We suggested on the show last week that I dared to suggest Mm. Uh, that there, are, I have moments where I wish that soccer was the only game we played ah, yes. <gasps> because we would be really good at it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we might be competitive on a world stage. Anyway, Tess put up on Twitter our podcast, and attached to the podcast uh, was which AFL players uh, joined the conversation. Which AFL players do you think would make great soccer players? Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> what do you what do you call these people on Twitter? Soccer Twitter. Soccer Twitter. But it's like soccer with a K or something. S O K K A H. I didn't Twitter. even know this was a thing, right? Yeah. Then these soccer Twitter people, we were trolled mercilessly. The rage. AF, AFL looking for relevance. Don't muddy our great game with your pathetic <laughs> ping pong. Ain't no way AFL players could play soccer. And it went on and on yeah. and on. And they're all liking each other and retweeting. Yeah. And, oh, you got him good. No, you didn't. You no. just got angry. And what's worth noting here, Matt, is that I'm, as a stand-up comedian and someone who's been broadcasting for a few years, I've been... I'm an old hand at being trolled. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a weekly event here. for me. Yep. I just kind of embrace it. And yeah. Poor Tess here is, is new to the whole trolling environment. So I re- thought, it I really... have so many notifications. It must be everyone telling me how much they love me. There's a valuable <laughs> lesson there, trust me, I just Tess. must say, don't get so cross about stuff. <laughs> In the end, we did get some valuable 
responses. Well, now what did we get? And they did also um, divert their attentions because James Swan said soccer will never make it as a world sport, <laughs> so they got crossed at someone else. Swanny saved us. They Thank turned, you, James Swan. I've turned... always thought we had a nice connection, so you've really done us a favour. He was like that bloke in Jurassic Park who just opened the flare and waved it at the T-Rex <laughs> and said, chase me, chase me! <laughs> he really did save us there. Um, so to, before we get to those, Clinchy, who do you reckon, what AFL footballers, uh, past or present, yeah. do you look at it and think, oh, they've got you know, good good foot movement there. Nice bit of speed. Yeah, could work well with the round ball. Yeah, I mean the obvious ones that come to mind are the, the likes of Cyril and Daniel Rioli, who are so smooth that you could just, having watched a bit of the the World Cup, yeah. you could see them sort of finding paths where there no, were no paths up against the sideline. But yeah. Ben Ronks had a, a very impressive start yes, to his career. Yeah. I could see him sort of popping up in the box and and getting a header into the back of the net. Yeah. Um, I don't know, actually. D- d- mm. You know, Dustin Fletcher, I like that sort of w- the wiry uh, and a mm. good bit of height with him as well. Yeah. A goalkeeper as well. I think we might have discussed that last yeah, week. Well, he, he was. He, he was, was goalkeeper in international rules in all international the time. international rules, yeah. Uh, so, Tess, what did we get so, on Twitter? Andrew says, Cyril is striker, so he's gone yeah, with you, nice. yeah. uh, Dangerfield and Dusty as the forward mids. Fife and Hodge, defensive mids. Ben oh, Brown yeah. as goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah, take yeah, him up. Good call. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, Ben Brown, goal scoring sub. Oh, okay. It was my handwriting. So right. Right, I don't okay. know who was goalie. But I like not... Ben Brown as goalkeeper. So do I, actually. Yeah. Anyway. There's uh... not many massive strikers that are six foot nine, is there? No. Well, Crouch was quite tall, wasn't he? Crouch was very tall, very skinny. And it's very skinny. A... Ideally. But he's about the only one that springs straight to mind who's like super tall. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're very. Oh, that, that guy who scored, uh, Caravani, for, scored for Uruguay. He's, he's not a small man. How'd you say that? Uh, I, I mispronounced a, it. So. He did it really well, though. I didn't even notice. Anyway, Miles has gone for an under 23, so he's looking to the future, right? So the oh, yeah. are out. Great. We're going to have to plan ahead. Cavani. Charlie Curnow as goalie. Can mark. Yeah, man. Uh, Wingard, classy striker. Oh, Caleb yes. Daniel as the playmaker, which I think is very really? nice. Really? Okay. And helmet, so for extra, yeah, yeah. helmet for extra heading power. Would oh. that be an unfair advantage? Actually, I wonder. No, surely can you, you wear can't wear a you helmet. Can, you'd be able to, uh, though. Concussion. Goalies can. Peter Czech, uh, Chelsea yeah. and Arsenal keeper. He suffered a, a concussion mm. halfway through his career and then wore a helmet uh, forevermore. Yeah, right. Yep. Players wouldn't be able to wear a helmet, though. I don't think Is so. Is that an unfair advantage I'd, on you? I dare say. On your header? Be oh. frowned upon. Ethan has gone Fletcher goalie, uh, McKenna, yeah. Thompson, Lockie Keefe, Cade Simpson, Bryce Gibbs, Luke Hodge, Zach Tui, Gary Rowan, Cyril Rioli, Keefe and Draper, soccer backgrounds, because there's Sam Draper as well. So oh, they've got okay. football backgrounds, so that's pretty good. Okay. And he's also gone for some Irish people, because yeah, they'll have yeah. more experience with the round ball. JD, Sean Hampson goalie, retired though, will never mm. make it work. Dusty and Jack Grewalt as striker, and Ivan Marich as the manager, which <laughs> I am very <laughs> in for. He's a tiger. Victor says McGovern goalie. And there's a few more, but I... We're, you know. right. That's not bad. Yeah, Very I'd... much a Richmond flavour there. Well, Danny McGinley, you're our expert. What's I our am? starting 11? <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> I've gone all time as yeah, well. Great. I didn't just go okay. the current Good. one. Uh, I've gone in goal, Jonathan yep. Brown. Jonathan oh. Brown, he's big. He can take a grab. That's he would true. also He would also rally the defence. He's a leader. Okay. That's what you yep. want. Also, Good. apologies. Uh, if he gets injured, you bring on uh, Jeremy Howe just for from the corners. Uh, see, he, takes like... in, he takes a massive speck. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I like Jeremy Howe in goal. Yeah. Left back, we have our captain, 
Bob Murphy. Oh, fair enough. Who's got a who's got a, 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 a bit of bias? There's a bit of bias oh, no, sneaking the, in. There's here. only two Bulldogs players in there. I kept oh, it at two. Okay. Bob Murphy's there, but you also make him the captain so he can charm the world media on behalf of Australia. Okay, yeah, sure. You send him through. <laughs> yeah, he's do, he's on BBC. It. He's on. He's in America and France. Yep, he'd do it. Uh, now the two centre backs. You want yes, Glenn Jackovich and Mick Martin. Oh, <laughs> you got the polar oh. opposites of all emotion and just uh, steely resolve. And there's a good bit of grunt there. Yeah, yeah. Bit of intimidation. Uh, yeah. At right back, uh, Glenn Archer. Yeah, yeah. Right. Of the century. I'm enjoying his backline. Makes make some good run forwards. Mm-hmm. Yep. So our midfield uh, on one wing, Gary Ablett Jr. Yep. In the middle, you've got the uh, the two uh, the big spine of the team in Adam Goods and Luke Hodge. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. Yep. And I'd the, love to see all these people play together. By isn't the way. it brilliant? Yeah, it's great. And, and on the other wing, go really well against Italy or one of those. Sides. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. a downside. Uh, the other wing, we got Doug Hawkins. Right. Dancer Dougie Hawkins. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> Our two strikers. Now I've gone for. One... I note if you've gone for a four-four-two formation. I have. Yeah, yeah traditional four-four-two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our two strikers <laughs> gone for one big, one small, so they can hopefully work together. Mm. Michael Long and Buddy Franklin. Mm. Mm. Okay. That's, a, that's a strong, strong. Oh, that'd on, be fun. On the bench now. Yeah. For the bench, you want players who can play any position. Yeah. So whoever gets injured, they can just slip right in. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. For that, I've got uh, Chris Judd, Dusty Martin, James Hurd. Right. Oh. They can just go anywhere, and of course, they are managed by. The goat, lethal Lee Matthews. Lee, uh, oh, Lee Matthews. Yeah. We would win the World Cup. Well, there it is. <laughs> we are happy to accept more trolling this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just leave wonder, me out of it. ABC Grandstand is the. Uh, oh, get on. I'm Lemo twenty three. Yeah. Danny, you love tro- at, being trolled as well. At Danny McGinley, I'm, I prefer it. Uh, why don't you just come to one of my gigs and heckle? Because then it's a fair fight. Where we're in the room. That's what mm. I. I don't like about Twitter. Like being a comedian, I can take hecklers. It's like being really good at boxing. It's a one on one. Oh yeah. Yeah, you get them back. Whereas Twitter, they're like snipers. So I, I feel like, you know, I could you just come here and I'll punch you. But they're shooting from 100 metres away. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to take them on Twitter. Oh, I man, you were, you were great this week, Lima. You did really, some really good. Tw- it's brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Clinchy, any additions to... Uh... So I so just wonder, Jakovic, Martin, Archer, the chances of them getting through consecutive games with, without cards would be small, <laughs> I would imagine. We just have those flashbacks to the international rules where the two Scott brothers go, we'll sort this out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might get into the round of 16 uh, needing some extra yeah. defenders there. We're going to need a bigger bench. We might yeah. need Razor Ray just as the defensive coach goes, we don't talk to each other that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there it is. Uh, two more things. I have a Billy Gowers Appreciation Club, oh, as Danny yes. is quite aware. Yes. Now, on Friday night, he was excellent for you as usual. He and on is. Saturday, he came on our grandstand program and we learned something about him that I need to share with as many people as possible. I was going to say back in the day, but it would have been a fair while ago. I used to um, pull my own teeth out to, 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 get some, <laughs> to get some coins from the tooth fairy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that could be where the pain threshold comes in. How many? But, uh, I think one night I did four. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> my cousin's farm. What did you use to pull them out? No, I just my hands early day. It's pretty funny that you know that. <laughs> we got some good intel there. He pulled his own four teeth out. I mean, that's just give him more money for doing jobs around the house. We need to... What a unit! What a unit! It was truly <laughs> remarkable. So he is genuinely tough. Like, there's he came... no doubt about that. High pain threshold, as confirmed. 
by his dad, who may have been or may not have been the source of that intel. And now he's at the Bulldogs, a cash-strapped club. I think some of the administrators are going to go, hey, uh, Gals, can you just pull a few more of those out? We, uh... we need that tooth fairy, mate. Yeah. <laughs> questionable parenting. But one or two, sure. But by the fourth tooth, you sort of go, hang on, where's he getting these from? Yeah. <laughs> what is he doing in that bedroom? Uh, he's pulling his teeth out. He's starting what to remove his brother's teeth, teeth as well. <laughs> just, oh, my God, truly remarkable. And two other little shout-outs. Essendon, when they came came out on the weekend, they brought 22 children who were suffering from cancer along outside. Everybody held a hand of a child who was sick. Oh, and it was so beautiful. So go and watch those photos uh, because the faces of those children makes you, you know, feel really nice. And then also Todd Marshall from Port Adelaide um, kicked his first goal since he lost his father um, a few months after he lost his mother on the weekend and everybody getting around him at the MCG yeah, was really good. nice. There were two nice moments on the I've weekend. I've got a nice story as well. Mm, okay, go. I, I took my four-year-old to his first game of the year. I took him to Northern Blues versus Footscray at Princess Park, VFL, uh, yes, state yes. level, and uh, we, we were sitting at the back of the stand, and all the Bulldogs senior players um, just came and sat near us just by coincidence, and I, I know a fair few of them. We were chatting about the game the night before and everything, and my four-year-old doesn't really know, but I was telling him these are Bulldogs players, and my boy loves numbers, so I was constantly saying, this is, you know, Paddy Lipinski, he wears number 27. <laughs> yeah. This is JJ, he wears number 39. And then the Bont, one of the nicest oh, guys in footy, yeah. he rocks up, and I go, oh, Ted, my son. I said, Ted, this is uh, this is my friend Marcus. How old are you, Ted? And he said, four. And I went, Marcus, what number do you wear? And Bont's just held up the four fingers. Oh. And my boy's face is just lit up. <laughs> and then and, and Bont just says, I think we just became best friends. <laughs> but, so, but I tested him. I go, well, Bont, that depends on one thing. Who's your favourite wiggle? And Bont just said, oh, without a doubt, the yellow one. That's my boy's favourite. Emma. Oh, Emma, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And he in the player rankings, Trent Cotchin and Marcus Bontempelli are like number one and two now. I don't know yeah. which one. <laughs> Nicest oh, well, player award. The oh. Bont has done it beautifully there. It was, it was perfect. So now Ted's favourite player is, is the Bont. There now, it is. That's how you get lifelong fans. Yes. By yes. delivering that sort of business when you meet kids. Put in some hard yards, go and meet every child, and yeah. that's how you get them early. That's, that's what Phil Davis says about the Giants. He says, you know, their parents might not care about football, but when the kids come along and they meet you, that's our future group ah, of people. And brilliant. if I met Phil Davis as a child, I'd be a fan probably of the Giants. He's right. a nice man. He's in we, the rankings. We played a uh, years ago when I worked on a TV show called Before the Game. We showed this great bit of vision. In fact, we may have cruelly given Drew Petrie tool of the week for this at the time, which was an award we gave out on the show. But it's a vision of him at a primary school, doing a school visit, as a lot of footballers do. And at the school visit, he says, OK, kids, a room full of young kids. Who barracks for North Melbourne? And not one kid put their hand up. But But the heartbreaking bit was the look on Drew Petrie's face as he goes... Oh, come on, guys. It's North Melbourne Primary School. (laughs) And not one of the kids barrack for North Melbourne. It's like, oh, Oh. that's a heartbreaking moment. Oh, gosh. He's played that all wrong. He should have just walked in and went, who wants a free jumper? You all barrack for North Melbourne. There it is. You get a jumper. You get a jumper. You get a jumper. jumper. If you change. Yes. My family did that for me. I was a Melbourne supporter growing up. My favourite player was Jim Steins on the basis that he came out to our school. I missed meeting him. And oh. so we went to training at Junction Over one day and 
uh, was chatting to Matthew Phoebe. Her mum's, this is Matthew Phoebe. Oh, I really oh. want to meet Jim Steins. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, to his credit, said, right, I'll take you in and we'll meet him. And Jim's laying on the massage table and my mum just let me go. In I went and I was in there for about 20 minutes. I think oh some stage. Gosh. They must have been going, whose kid's this? Get him out of here. <laughs> and I was just wandering around happy as Larry. Oh, that's great. See, I love those stories. That's how, that is, yeah, as that's I said. Yeah, that's how my dad became a saint because he met um, Cowboy Neil at school in oh. Ballarat and became a saints fan. And there Played it is. Played for St Kilda. Cowboy because Neil. Who split Peter, Nudson, Peter Hudson's ear in half and oh. concussed him at the 15-minute mark of the first quarter of the 1971 Grand Final. Anyway, whatever. I'm not bitter about that. I'm over it. <laughs> Let it go, Lee. I'm Lee. over it. <laughs> <laughs> it was only 47 years ago. Uh, Matt Clinch, thank you very much. Thank you, Lamo. Tess Armstrong, thank you. Thanks, guys. Go Tigers. Danny McGinley, thank you. Go Dogs. My name is Lemo. Oh, hey, we play you. This Saturday. <gasps> oh, Dogs, yeah, this the Saturday first night. They came to play into show. Oh. We should have, <gasps> a, we should have a, a, a bet of some sort. But yes. because this is a nice show where we celebrate nice things, the mm. Tess Armstrong uh, influence is strong. <laughs> I think this is my bet to you. Yeah. Whoever loses, whoever mm. wins, yes. buys the other one a coffee. Mm. So if you win. Sings the theme song of the opposite team on our show next week. On our show next week. There whoever we go. Whoever wins okay. buys the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever wins buys a coffee. coffee as, a, as a nice gesture of, I'm sorry you went through a hardship. Here is, here is a gift. Oh, to I think you. we should if sing I've the same song. That's I'm a... so happy for you. If I've made you two a little bit more thoughtful. Well, you have, Tess, but you've got to sing the opposition to yeah, the club right. song. Uh, there it is. My name's Lemo. They came to play. Thanks for tuning in.